Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Uh, of course, your host, Easy Money Sanders here. Got my boy Dupree with me. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? Man, can't complain, bro. Just dealing with this. We was talking about it earlier, bro. Dealing with this weird weather, bro. It's almost May, and it's like, it's cold down here. It was snowing up there, you said, bro. It's just... Man... And it snowed up here yesterday and earlier this morning, man. I'm tired of this. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm tired of this, man. This is I'm this is the April twenty second. <laughs> April twenty second. And it's snowing. I, I just I still need somebody to explain it to me. I, no one has explained it to me, so I still need an explanation of to what's going on. So because I, I don't understand. So um, but yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm still trying to stay warm in the middle of April. We're still trying to stay warm. So y'all, y'all pray for me down there in the south. Woo, my boy, my boy. I, I'm praying for you for sure. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here like, dang man, it's cold down here. And I looked up, uh, saw on the weather channel. I'm like, oh snap, it's snow up there. I'm like, ah. Oh. I know my boy not feeling this right now. <laughs> I, was like, I know my boy not feeling this right now. Bro. I was like, yeah, man, dog. Yeah, I already know, man. You already know. I'm like, yeah, this is not it, boy. This is not it. Man. But, man, right now, it's, uh, it's one of the best times, man, in the year, depending on how, of the year, if you're a sports fan, depending on how you feel about it, what's, what's going on. Uh, baseball is in the swing of things. It's just getting back started. Um, basketball is getting ready here for the playoffs. The NBA is getting ready for the playoffs. And we are literally a week away from the NFL draft uh, being held in Cleveland. So it, it's a lot going on. Uh, like I said, one of the most craziest times of the years, best times of the years. Um, as far as getting ready from seasons ending to seasons beginning, just that whole transition, man, the best thing that you can love about sports. Um, so tonight, on tonight's episode, man, we're just going to hit hit on the NBA for just a little bit. Uh, but then with the draft being just a week away, we decided to give y'all a little mock draft here or what we think, what was going to happen here in the 2021 NFL draft. We're not going to do the whole first round. We're just going to stop at the first half of 1 through 16. Uh, so, man, this is going to be a great episode. But let's get started. Um, in the NBA, uh, man, now the number one seed in the East uh, after Philly lost to Milwaukee tonight. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, man, back in the number one seed, or tied, actually, number one seed now with the uh, – Philadelphia, I think, off the record. Um, dealing with injuries and with a team that's not as deep as they are because of everything they've had to give give up and players that they have brought in or that have left. Uh, as we know, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, abruptly just retired. Um, and now they're dealing with injuries here. Uh, KD, like you said, KD, Kevin Durant, day-to-day with a thigh contusion. Um, James Harden is here to miss some time now with a hamstring injury. So, um, here with these last couple of weeks until the playoffs get ready to shape up, um, how should Brooklyn be treating these injuries and, and, and what they think, uh, what you think that they should be doing right now? And obviously, how important it is for them to try to get both of these guys back as soon as possible. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're tired right now. Like you said, you're tired right now uh, for first place in the East. Um, in my opinion, man, I mean, you're talking about maybe another 12 games. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I need them at full strength. I, you know, I get, you know, I get it that you need, you know, you want that number one seed, which you do. You want that home court, especially going into uh, going into the playoffs, especially if you make it to that Eastern Conference Finals, you want to be able to have home court throughout the playoffs. But um, I, I need – if I'm the Nets and if I'm Steve Nash, I need KD and I need James Harden full, full strength. So if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not rushing them back. I'm not rushing them back. It might, you know, some people might not agree. Some people might think I'm crazy, but I will not rush them back because I don't, them at full strength. I don't see them losing. I don't. There's. I don't see them not coming out of the East. But if you rush them back and you know you try to get them back early and everything like that, you run the risk of further injury or them not being a hundred percent and not being ready come playoff time. So if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, if I'm if I'm Steve Nash. If I'm KD, if I'm James Harden, let me get back to 100% and let me get right, right for the playoffs because the goal is to win the championship. We talked about we talked about it before, whether it would be a bust if they did not get, win the finals, let alone get to the finals. This is it right here. This is it. Y'all came together for this for one reason. That's to win the title. So they got to figure it out. I think you just rest them and let them get back to full strength. Be right, ready to rock and roll mid-May. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man, because playoffs is about two, three weeks away. Um, they definitely need to be full of strength because if they're not, that's going to be – and I don't, I don't want to use the word excuse, but that's going to be the excuse uh, for the team is just the fact that they wasn't at full of strength. Um, but there's no need to try to rush them back, especially James Harden. Uh, them, man, hamstring injuries are – one of the more tricky injuries that you could ever have. Oh yeah. Um, from and I, I just, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, and I know we both know from experience. Uh, man, any type of tweak, pull on it, it could be from you could be good for just a week. It might only take you two weeks, uh, but then that two weeks can turn into four. That four can turn into six easily. And if you try to come back too soon before you're really ready. It, it, it can prolong it that their recovery time even more. So I, especially with James Harden with that hamstring injury, you definitely want to make sure that's a hundred percent. Especially, you know, the way that he get his baskets, the way he moves, jumps, cuts, you know, slices through the defense, and, and I mean, he's not the most accelerated player. Like he doesn't have the fastest acceleration or anything like that. But definitely want to make sure he's good. And I'm, I mean the same thing with KD because he just got back from an injury, and you come back with a with a with a thigh contusion, which I mean not as severe as what he had beforehand either, because he had the hamstring injury as well. Uh, but hopefully, you know they can get it together. And I, I would I would say they wouldn't even need them necessarily for the, the first round if they, if they can if they can be back before it gets to the semis. Like they might not even really need them for the first round. And I'm not trying to downplay like whoever will make it in through those play-in games uh from that seven to ten spot to go against them if they're in the one to two seed still but uh they, they might have enough just to get through the first round without really having them there for that or at least 
maybe the first few games. Uh, but definitely want them full strength by the time they get ready to play the Boston's, the the Phillies, the yep. uh the the Milwaukee's of the world definitely want them full strength for that because you know if they're, if they're not that's the excuse that we're going to hear with them not being full strength. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't want no room for none of that. I ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear it. Rest them, rest them, get back healthy, full strength, and let's rock and roll and get ready for make this playoff run. You got to make a run to the championship. So. I think that's the smartest move is just to rest them. Yeah, I they should just probably take you know take a page out of what uh what the Lakers doing or what they've done um and pretty much just not don't rush either LeBron James or AD back and let them come back when they're ready to and then when they are bring them back in slowly which is what the Lakers is doing um yep. Anthony Davis made his uh way back to the court tonight actually against Dallas. Uh, was only going only going to play. I think they said just ten to fifteen minutes, and just in the first half only. So definitely just trying to get him uh, back on his feet and get back in rhythm. And uh, LeBron James should be making his way back soon from that uh, high ankle sprain that he suffered. Uh, should be coming back here pretty soon. I don't know the don't know the exact timetable for it, but should be back soon. Uh, the Lakers right now in the five seed at the West. Um, they might be locked in there. I don't know if they really have much of a chance to move up. Uh, man, quickly just talk about how, really how well the Lakers have been just to stay afloat to at least be in that top four, top five in the West while they've been out with their two best players. And, of course, like how much of a game changer this makes uh, for them that they're coming back like just as the playoffs is getting ready to start up here in the next couple, two, three weeks. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. When, when you're missing those two guys like that, when you're missing your two best players the and you're trying to make a run to the playoffs, the biggest thing you can ask, the biggest thing you can want out of your teammates and your your you know your team is just keep us above water. Keep your head above water. That's all we need. You keep your head above water, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And that's what they've done. Granted, would they like to be a higher seed? Would they like to be higher than than fifth? Yes. But at the end of the day, you don't want to have to do, be a play-in team. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing you want to be able to do. So as long as they, you know, you stay in that top six, you're fine. So they've, I mean, that the 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 guys that are playing, man, they've been they've done a good job of keeping keeping the the Lakers in that mm-hmm. spot and keeping them relevant. And it would be good to get, you know, AD is working back in tonight. You have LeBron back here pretty soon, hopefully, if you're a Lakers fan. So working them back into the mix with maybe like 13 games left, 12 or 13 games left, they'll be able to get in the rhythm and get in back in enough game shape for the playoffs to start. So um, it's actually good timing. It's good timing. So, I mean, they don't have – they have some tough games, but it's not too, too many tough games left on their schedule. So this is a good time for them to be rolling back in, getting back in shape, get back into that game shape, get their feet, their legs back up under them, and be ready to rock and roll come playoff time. So it's working out pretty well for the Lakers. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with that with that as well. Um, I think the Lakers. Uh, 
are is they might be one of just the only one or maybe a few teams that where for them seeding doesn't really matter. Uh, home court advantage doesn't really matter. They just want to be in and want to avoid the play-in spot. And when, and if you can do that, then that's fine. Like you know, I think teams like Utah and uh, and Phoenix, you know, who got those those top two two seeds, e- even the Clippers, just because of what they had to deal with last year. I think there it was important for them to probably get a uh, home court advantage to have a top three four seed so they can worry about that. I think I think the Lakers is just one of those teams, if not maybe the only team to where the seeding ain't gonna matter. Um, once playoff time gets here, and if they're back full, once they they get back full of strength and they develop a rhythm, just being back on the floor, uh, it, it could be trouble for those other Western Conference teams. No matter where they at, whether they're in Utah, Phoenix, L.A., Denver, it doesn't really matter. If they they can get it going, they could possibly find a way to make they make it out of the West again, even at the five spot. Yeah. So. Um, it's just gonna be. It's just glad to see that they're gonna be coming back full of strength, man. And the fact that we down to like the last 12, 13 games here, um, and the bro, this MVP race is is heating up. It's heating up, man, for sure. Uh, a lot of it's a couple guys out here that's really making the case for themselves, and, and, and it might be some out here that's not even getting enough recognition as they should uh, as well. So. What about with this last month here coming up? Who who you got in your who you, who's your top five if you got five in your MVP race? And is there somebody that's not getting enough uh talk in the MVP race as well? Oh man. Um it's tough. It's tough. Uh first things first, I think the the name that you, you got to mention right now is Steph Curry. I mean, he's he's just he's on a different level. Like he, I don't, he's playing out of his mind right now. Um, I don't I don't know how else to cut it, slice it. Like I don't know what else to say. Like dude is dude is different, and he's just reminding everybody of how different he is. Um, I think that uh, Jokic, I think Jokic is a guy that we got to talk about. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid is a guy that we got to talk about. Um, James Harden was in that conversation as well. That, 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 that injury does not help James Harden at all. Um, yeah, that really doesn't help him at all. I think the... <laughs> Although I think that's, I mean, Steph has made this late push. He's made this late push and everything in this last month. It's going to be tough for him to win it. I think the, the guy that I feel, to me, I feel like guys we aren't talking about is really Jokic. Is Nikola Jokic. I really don't think a lot of people are talking about him maybe as much as they should because of being in Denver, being out west, and everything like that. And the way you got Joel Embiid has been playing, but I mean, Jokic is averaging 26 points, eight assists, 11 rebounds, and he ain't missed a game. Not Joel Embiid, if I'm not mistaken, he's missed like 
18 games or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But Jokic is night in and night out putting putting up these numbers and hasn't missed a game yet. But you hear the norm, you know, you hear the, the names that you always hear. You hear the James Harden, you hear the Steph Curry, you hear the you hear the Joel Embiid, which is, I mean, I can't argue, but I think Jokic is the, is the guy that needs a little bit more love and, I mean, could make an argument, man, that he might be leading, especially now with Jamal Murray being out. Denver's going to lean on him a whole lot more. So if he can continue this play and or elevate his games to the next level, coming up here, leaning to the playoffs and going to the playoffs, I, I think we really need to take a good hard look at Nikola Jokic being the MVP. Man, nah, def, definitely, because dude, I mean, dude is dude is basically leading Denver in every category that you could possibly think of: points, rebounds, assists. I mean, yeah, all, all of it. I mean, he just he just recently had his 15th triple double of the season. I mean. To think about a guy sitting up your center is out here averaging triple doubles, out putting up triple doubles, near well, nearly close to averaging triple doubles as well. It looks like you said 26, 11, and 8. I mean, dude, that's scary. You're uh, right there. I mean, that's that's scary. But for, for me, I, I, I did a top five and I did put them in an order. Uh okay. Uh at number five, I put I put Steph at five just because okay. of how lights out. Just because of how life out he's been playing, but I think the thing that's hurting him, uh, for him to be higher is the fact that Golden State is only a nine seed, so that's gonna be tough for him to really, I think, to get like a lot of those bigger votes yeah. to be like first or second place because of the seeding where they're at, but. Also, I mean, without him, they might be back at 13, 14, 15 seed almost maybe without some of the games that he was having. So, I don't know. That's tough to say. Uh, number four, I got I, I, I got Dame. I got Dame Lillard uh, okay. at four. Um, 28, 28 points, seven assists. Uh, but the, but the same thing that's going on with Steph is kind of the same thing that's going on with Dame as well. Like the Blazers has kind of been in the funk. Uh, I think at one point they were like a top four seed in the West, but they they've slendered down to six. Uh, and Dallas is catching up with them to swap to make them go to seven. And it's like what we what you mentioned earlier. No one really wants to be in that seven seed right there. Like you're trying to avoid that seven seed, so you don't have to worry about doing that play in. And having to either fight your way back just to get to the 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 normal playoff setting, or you're out of there because of um, you losing to that eight seed that's down there uh, below you. Um, number three, I got I got Giannis. Uh, it's quiet. It's pretty. It's kind of almost like a quiet season for him because nobody's really talking about it because he didn't. He's won it back to back, but I mean. You you can't deny 28, 11, and six and shooting 56 and a half percent, you know, from the field. Well, not really shooting, but you know, dominate from the paint pretty much. And I mean, it's got Milwaukee back up there in the in the top three seed in the East as well. Um, but it's a it's a gap with, with those three and then the next two. Um, I got Joel Embiid at number two, just because of them. I mean, 
tied for the one seed in the East, 30, 30 and 11. Uh, I mean, he's the third leading scorer in the league. Um, but I think what's hurting him is the same thing what you mentioned is the games that he missed. 18 games missed is probably hurting his chances of him being my front runner. And my front runner is 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 Nikola Jokic. It's Jokic. It's like what you said, bro. 26, 11, and 8. I mean, leading Denver in like all categories. 15 triple doubles on the year and hasn't missed a game. Most most valuable player. That's what we're talking about here. Most valuable. That's value. To be there and hadn't missed a game yet. Um, and on top of that, like you said, there's now there's no Jamal Murray. So there's definitely more of a burden that's gonna be on him now. And I just I think if he keep I think if he keeps it up and Denver still manages to be a top four seed in the West, top three, top four seed in the West, I think you have to give it to Nikola Jokic for him to be um the MVP winner. He's definitely my front runner. Now, a guy that I have that no one's really talking about that I think um is Julius Randle. Hmm. I mean, now will he get the votes for it? Probably not. Um just because of how dominant all those other guys that we've definitely mentioned, but if we want to go back to again what this MVP stands for, most valuable player, he has the New York Knicks, and I, I hate that I'm saying this because I know you're a resident, you still, you know, Hawks fan, but he has them. You know, the Knicks are now in sole possession of the four spot in the East. They moved ahead of Atlanta. Now they got the four spot in the East, sole possession four spot in the East. I mean, he's averaging twenty three. 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. Like, I just feel like if it, there was no Julius Randle, the Knicks ain't sniffing the playoffs. Like, they're not sniffing it with the numbers and the way that he's played for them. Like, they wouldn't be nowhere near close to to this, this, this spot that they're in right now. So, that's a guy that I think that's not getting enough talk for sure. Um, will he get enough votes to get mentioned in there? I don't know. Not quite sure. Probably won't. Just being honest, probably won't. Just because of the other guys that's, that I kind of named, that probably will get more recognition or that they know of it, that they that they uh think is doing maybe a little bit better. But I feel like Julius Randle's name should be in that conversation somewhat. Okay, that's definitely a, that. Yeah. That's definitely a guy that I, I don't hear a lot about at all. Is is Jay Randall? He's def. Yeah, they they beat my Hawks last night. And prayers to prayers to to Trey Young. Hopefully everything is okay. I, uh, everything's going okay. You know, be okay with him and everything. He'll be able to come back. Um, I haven't heard anything. Um, I, I I think they said it wasn't it wasn't too serious. It's not as bad as it looked. Yeah. So. Happy about that, but yeah, he's the Knicks are. I mean, <laughs> the Knicks are. Uh, I mean, the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs was mellow, yeah, and that, they were good, good. <laughs> I mean, they were good back then. So, oh, I mean, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we you've had some playoff games in Madison Square Garden. So, the Knicks, 
the Knicks being good, um, I think it's good for the NBA, and Julius Randle is a big reason why. If not, he, I don't want to say the only reason. I think Tom Thibodeau is is probably the front runner for coach of the year. But um, Julius Randle has a lot to do with the success that the, the Knicks are having this year. Definitely, for sure. Um, so, man, crazy, uh, crazy. It's about a month left in the NBA, man. It felt like they really, well, or NBA regular season. Let me correct myself, man. It felt like that. It felt like that we just got done with the bubble and then they started the season back over again. And now it's, <laughs> and now this season is pretty much about to be over with pretty soon, man. Like the, the years is, the years are flying by for sure, man. And so it's heating up. Definitely finna be an amazing uh end here to this to this to this regular season and to see how these playing games is gonna go from that seven through ten matchups. Uh that's gonna be nice to see too. A nice little extra element um here that the NBA is throwing in. I I, I can't wait to see it, man, for sure. I really can't wait. Yeah. Uh but now the moment that we really all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, this is going to be our uh, 2021 mock draft for the NFL draft here. Like I said, the draft is a week away. Um, we're just going to do the first 16 picks, so that's just eight apiece, and we're just going to do them straight. We're not going to do any type of trading and swapping picks or anything like that. We'll just do it as if the order is going to stay the same. Uh, Dupree, you got the odds. I got the evens. Um, and of course, you know, we'll probably dive into the pick and why. Now, some picks, of course, won't take much diving into as others because, you know, we kind of know where these first couple picks is probably going to go. So, but definitely the other ones that, you know, we can dive into a little bit more. So, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Who are they taking at number one? Uh, it's real simple and easy. Jacksonville Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Uh, nothing else has to be said. He's been he's been dubbed the number one pick in the draft since he won that national championship at Clemson his freshman year. So um, Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, headed down there with Urban Meyer. Okay, okay. Man, right, he already been like donating to charities and stuff. Already. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he uh, he locked in. He might have a house already. <laughs> he might be okay. Out, he might be already out there looking for a house. Man, okay, okay. So number two, my pick, the New York Jets. Uh, New York Jets. We're going. They're going to take. I said that they're going to take. We'll take uh, quarterback Zach Wilson from uh, BYU. Obviously. Once the Jets made the Sam Donald trade, it was a given at that point that they were going quarterback. Uh, it's been the talks, it's been the it's been the murmurs that they like Zach Wilson, they want Zach Wilson. Um, he would definitely be there for them on the board to take. I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy just because of the competition who he played. Uh, his schedule wasn't that great this past year, which wasn't it was wasn't wasn't or is it his fault uh COVID changed a lot of things because BYU's original schedule for 2020 was way tougher than what they had uh, uh, come by the time COVID messed up everything so can't fault him for that but I don't I don't know you know he you know he can make those 
off schedule throws. He can move around and everything like that. You know, nice mobile guy. Uh, but he does have durability issues. He's not a he's not a big big guy like the the vibe that he's giving me that I made a comparison to right now is kind of like um it's, it's giving me the the Robert Griffin third vibes. It's giving me the RG three vibes. Like everybody knows how how much he how much RG RG three was was a tear uh, at Baylor, but he had injury issues. Um, got drafted at number two as well. Washington drafted him at number two in the 2013, no, 2012 draft. I'm sorry, in the 2012 draft. Um, great rookie year. I mean, but got injured again, and then, you know, just never really was the same. So I'm not wishing that on Zach Wilson, but that's just what I'm getting. Like, you know, it's the hype there, but he's had the durability issues. But obviously, it's a given the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. So first two picks that are done. Now I think this is where the draft begins. Yes. Number three, number three, San Francisco. Who are you picking? If you're John Lynch right now, who are you picking at number three? This is strictly off of kind of some of the things that I've seen and heard. Um, I got San Francisco taking Mac Jones hmm. at number three. Um, and we can get into it a little bit, but just with some of the things that I've been hearing, some of the things I've been seeing, you got certain quarterbacks that have been dropping. Justin Fields has been dropping on certain teams, big boards and things of that nature. For what reasons, I do not know. Um, but quarterbacks like Mac Jones have been rumored to be taken up at, in that top five, in that top five slot, those top five picks um, above Justin Fields. Um, I believe that Mac Jones could, I mean, that, in that Kyle Shanahan offense, could thrive in that offense with the weapons that he has, a receiver, you got Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk and all those guys. Uh, George Kittle, obviously, out there in San Francisco. Um, so I got San Francisco taking Matt Jones. Okay. All right. So number four here, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they could go many different ways here. <laughs> they could go. They can go with the offensive tackle and take take him, take the offensive tackle before – Cincinnati does as they're sitting at five. Uh, they could take the best uh, offensive skill player that's not a quarterback that's left here on the board. Maybe um, they could possibly take a Kyle Pitts, or they could go and draft their quarterback here in the future. Um, Matt Ryan is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he is thirty-six years old. A couple years still left on that contract. I'm going to take Justin Fields. I say they take Justin Fields, um, sit him for a year, or, you know, barring something happens, an injury or something like that, let him play. Um, sit behind Matt Ryan. I, I, don't, I don't think it's that's a bad idea if they play it out and take it at four. Now, would I be surprised if they took Kyle Pitts? No. Would I be surprised if they traded back? No. Um, 
would I be surprised if they took a quarterback? Of course not. And it's just up between if they want Trey Lance or Justin Fields, you know, if that's how it is at this point. Um, but I say Falcons take Justin Fields at four. Okay. Who you got at five? At five for Cincinnati as 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 great it would be for ratings and to see that offense flourish with uh, Cincinnati taking the receiver, um, particularly Jamar Chase. I, you got your franchise quarterback, but he tore up his knee because they couldn't protect him. So I got Cincinnati taking Penae Sewell out of Oregon. I got him taking. Panay Sewell, you get your left tackle, someone to sure up that offensive line to protect Joe Burrow because he is that deal. And he might have, if he didn't get hurt, he might have won rookie of the year if he did not get hurt. I believe that might have been the only reason why he did not win rookie of the year is because he did end up tearing his ACL. So you got to sure up that offensive line. Yeah, they need weapons, but it doesn't matter if you get Jamar Chase, that's all well and dandy. He can't throw to Jamar Chase on his back. So, Penae Sewell is a Cincinnati Bengal. Ooh, okay. On the Miami Dolphins, at number six on the clock. I'm not even wasting no time running up there. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. <laughs> Take him. Take okay. him. I mean, because they could, at that point, if that happens and Cincinnati takes, goes Sewell. Um, I mean, they could, they could. I mean, they could take Kyle Pitts too and keep him there at that point because I don't know how they might have him rated. But I think I'd rather see them go wide receiver than tight end, just because I mean yeah. they got a, they got. I, I'm trying to remember who all their receivers might are down sick. there. Oh yeah. Uh, who who my who are Miami's receivers? Dang. Exactly. So yeah, you Jamar had Chase Parker. Yeah, <laughs> you had, had Devonte Parker, but. I think they get. I believe they let him go and stuff like that. So yeah, is Kenny is Kenny still still down there? Yes. No. Uh, and and uh, uh, no. Wait. They signed. Um, they got. I think they got Will Fuller to come down there. Somebody's down there. I can't remember. But somebody. One of those receivers is down there who who's always hurt. So <laughs> Jamar Chase six at the Dolphins. I'm done. <laughs> That's cool. Well, that changes my pick for for seven. So at seven. Um, I'm going Devontae Adams then. No, I'm sorry, not Devontae Adams. Good Lord have mercy. <laughs> Devonta Smith. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. I had uh, Jamar going to Detroit. Detroit needs a weapon. You lose Kenny Galladay. Headed, he's uh, in New York with the Giants. So you need somebody to come in and uh, take in as that, that number one receiver. So Jamar's not there anymore. Devonta Smith. Hmm. Okay. Ah, that that uh that kind of hurt because I thought Devontae Smith would be available <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that yeah, hurts. Yeah. That yeah. hurts. Okay. The well, rich. okay. So who we are? We're on a Carolina. We're at eight yeah, we Carolina. Eight. Yep. I mean, they're still in the possibility here for quarterback, and obviously the way that we've gone right now, we still have. Obviously, Trey Lance available, but Denver might want him. Denver might want him at the next pick. I don't know. You, Denver might want Trey Lance, but 
because they, they management hasn't really said anything about you know getting anything long term here for Sam Darnold. But if I was them in this situation, it happens like this, and the cow piss is still on the board. And Sam Darnold has never had a chance to really flourish for anything in New York because of Adam Gase. At at this point, let's just run up there. We're gonna turn it in. Uh, let's go, Kyle Pitts to the Panthers. I, I'll take Kyle Pitts since he's he's still available. I'm pretty yeah. sure that'd be shocked for him to fall down like that at eight. If it happens like that for him, just take him. So I say Kyle Pitts, Carolina Panthers. Okay, that's a smart pick. Uh, I wouldn't like that. Being a Falcons fan, I would not like that having to deal with him. But that's a smart yeah. pick for Carolina. That would be a smart pick. Um, with Denver, Denver has the ninth pick. If I'm Denver, Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Mm. Straight like that. Go ahead and get your Trey Lance, get your quarterback. Um, that'll be the not the last quarterback, but the last of the top quarterbacks taken right there. I'm going Trey Lance headed to Denver. Okay. Wow. So that's that's five quarterbacks within the first nine picks. I don't think that's five quarterbacks in the first nine picks. Okay, so we're Dallas. If I'm Dallas, I take the first defensive player here on the board. And their secondary was physical press coverage. You can play man. Skills can tackle for you. Helps you out on that defense. That defense that's already already one of the best defenses in the league. God, you had, he's a freak. Yeah, you had a freak athlete, a guy who is just all over the field at the linebacker spot. Inside, outside, blitzing. He can get to the quarterback. He can drop back and pass coverage. He's just a different type of dude. So I got the New York Giants taking Micah Parsons at number 11. Mm, okay. All right, so we got 12, 12 here at the Eagles. All right. I, I wanted I wanted Devontae Smith. I thought Devontae Smith would fall right there to number 12 to the Eagles for them to grab him. <laughs> but he left at what seven? You took him at seven, yep, right? Yep, at seven. Yep, took him at seven. Okay, so here's the thing with the Eagles: we could, we could, we could go wide receivers still right here because there's still a couple of uh, so still a couple of wide receivers out here that we can take. Uh, or we could we could keep the defensive train going here and, and, and take a and take a DB here maybe, or possibly even a, another linebacker maybe. Uh, uh, I know they went wide receiver last year with Jalen Rager, and everybody kind of freaked out about that because they were trying to think about why did they do that and why didn't they take Justin Jefferson? Um, new head coach. He for some reason has an open competition for the quarterback position, but I I'm a, that's not my team either here nor there. Um, but I say let's get whoever is going to be quote unquote this starting quarterback. I say let's get him a weapon here. Uh, I don't can't think of anybody else that's really back on that receiving core. So since Devonta Smith is gone, I'll go with Jalen Waddle to the Eagles. I'll go with Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I go with Jalen Waddle. Jay Waddle. All right. So here we go with the 13th pick. The L.A. Chargers on the clock. And the L.A. Chargers take Rayshon Slater. Tackle Northwestern. 
once again, you got one of the top, top young quarterbacks in the league, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year last year. Um, dude is just a baller. Dude is just a baller. Justin Herbert is just a baller. But they need somebody to protect them. They need to share that offensive line and be able to protect them so he can throw to the weapons that they have. Because they do have good weapons out there in L.A. with the L.A. Chargers. Um, and they can, if they can keep that defense healthy and get some guys back, you know, you get get uh, Derwin James back and you still got Joey Bosa, you still got Melvin Ingram, those guys and everything. Um, the Chargers can't be reckoned with if you can keep him, Justin Herbert, upright. So I got Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern headed to to L.A., L.A. Chargers. That's a that is a great pick, especially if he can if he can fall down to to their in that last of thirteen like that for real next week. Yeah, that's a that is a great pick. That is a great pick. Uh, let's see where we at. Fourteen Minnesota. Um, well, we've only had what two? We've only had two defensive guys go so far. Yeah. I think this is where we start seeing a run of defensive players here, at least for a, a, a few, two to three more picks, maybe, in my opinion, I think. Um, I say that they go with, uh, if I'm Minnesota, 14 pick, I'm going to take Quiddy Pay, uh, the defensive edge rusher from Michigan. Uh, man, quick, twitchy, 6'4", 272, uh, great hands, or an array of moves. Um, this this pass rushing class isn't like the best compared to other years. Um, you know, there's no, nobody not. that really just stands out. But mm-hmm. it, it's some it's some first some of these guys here are first round talents. Not really, but not like top five, top ten, like how we've seen in recent past. But definitely right around this mid to late first round is where I think we'll see a lot of the. Edge rush are starting to go because certain teams are definitely going to need them, um, and I think Minnesota's definitely one because they couldn't get they really didn't get that much pressure on the quarterbacks at all last year, um, so they need somebody to get get to get get to these quarterbacks that they got here. They got they got to face up against Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jerry Goff, Andy Dalton. Um, they they need to get they got to get to those they got to get to this quarterback. So, fourteen pick, uh, Quiddy Pay, Michigan. Okay. Okay, here we go. You messed me up, man, with my pick <laughs> for New England. New England is on the clock with the 15th pick. The 2021 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Rashad Bateman, receiver, Minnesota. Ooh. Receiver, Minnesota. You get you another weapon for the one and only I'm f- I'm blessed. I'm always gonna be blessed. <laughs> I'm fresh. I'm always gonna be fresh. One finger, one pinky, one thumb, one love. Cam Newton. I was gonna take Jalen Waddle, but Jalen Waddle came off the board at number twelve to Philadelphia. So I'm going Rashad Bateman. He's headed up to New England to play for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Hmm. Okay. They they do they do need some wide receiver help for sure. I mean I know they signed a couple of guys, but they yeah they not all that. So I can see it. That's a that's a 
That's a nice pick. Ooh, if I was, if I was like Chicago, yeah, Indy. If mm-hmm. I was like Chicago, Indy, Baltimore, I'd be, I'd be kind of pissed right now because <laughs> I, I would have thought Rashad Bateman would have been like I could get him around that time, but yeah. right there, it's like, ooh, you take him right there. Okay, cool. All right, let's see. With the 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals. If I'm the Cardinals, uh, let's see. They could either get another shiny toy here and maybe keep the receiver train going, but uh, as I'm looking at my board, I think it's a gap after you name those kind of guys. Other guys are still left maybe that are first-rounders, but I don't know if I would take – them right here at 16. Um, but the Cardinals, I think, really need more help on the other side of the ball. They just lost Patrick Peterson. He is up in Minnesota. So I would definitely go with a corner. Who is still left? Ah. Let's go. JC Horn. JC Horn 16 to the Cardinals. Just just, I mean, just about like. It's almost the same thing with him as with uh Sartan, man. Physical. Um, they yeah, they I mean they're about they're about the same size, man. Physical, compressed, love to love to be aggressive. Um and that that just gives another weapon there for the defense for the Arizona Cardinals. Cause I mean, on paper, they look pretty good. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, JJ Watt, um Chandler Jones, um, so yeah, they just they needed somebody back there in the secondary. So losing Patrick Peterson hurts, but you replace him right here and you go ahead and get JC, uh get JC Horn right there at 16. So yeah, I say the Cardinals take JC Horn right there at 16. Okay. I'm not mad at that at all. If if we, you know, you talked about uh the Falcons trading back, if they were to trade back and were able to Snatch up JC a little bit earlier than 16. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Facts. Facts. Man. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You 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 hurt me when you took uh when you took the one six Smith at seven. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I yeah, thought man, that he would be right there at twelve. Nah, he got to come on, man. I can't see it. I can't see that man slip. I mean, that's and that's the, that's not really a slip, but I don't know if I see that man falling that far, man. I, I think I think he's going. I think he'll be there. I think I think he'll be there, especially if especially if Miami takes if Miami takes Jamar, because Miami is another one where you kind of don't know what they're going to do. They could go in so many different directions depending on depending upon who is still left on the board. So definitely, if Miami takes Jamar, if I'm if I'm Detroit, either. You take, you take Smith, or you take Kyle Pitts. Yeah, or you take Kyle Pitts, or one or the other. So we'll we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. It will be interesting. Man, all right. So that that concludes just our 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 mock draft. We just stopped there. Sixteen. Uh, I mean, you know. We could have kept going if we wanted to, but we just decided to stop at 16. So we'll leave it at that. Um, man, tell us what y'all think. Uh, when we when we drop this, I know folks are kind of going to be like, what? 
why, who? Oh, that's a oh, that's a great pick. Dang, right there. I'm like, yeah, okay, but you know, we'll see, man. This is it's it's fun. It's fun doing these and trying to see what's gonna happen because I mean, come next Thursday, we really have. I think outside of outside of obviously Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. And I guess I mean no, no, I ain't gonna say that. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, we don't know how the rest of that draft is gonna go. Um, all the like, cause at three, all the signs are pointing at saying Mac Jones, cause of what you know, what's been being said and what's being heard and talked about, that it's gonna be Mac Jones at three. Um, but that could be smoking mirrors, and they might go with another quarterback instead. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah. After that, it's just gonna be. I mean, it's just gonna be a domino effect on what you do right there. So, um, definitely, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, let's see. It's especially teams like, especially teams like Jacksonville and New York, the Jets and um, Miami. I think they're the only teams that have multiple first round picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Jacksonville is at one and twenty-five. Just mm-hmm. got two and twenty-three, and uh, Miami has six and six and eighteen. So, um, interesting to see what they will do. Who might trade up? Who might trade back? Um, I've been seeing things. Maybe New England might trade up to try to get one of these quarterbacks. Denver yeah. might. Denver might trade up to get one of these quarterbacks. Uh, that's pretty just been the two teams that I've been seeing folks thinking that they may trade up and come get come get them a quarterback uh to get it before anybody else does. Uh, man. I don't know. I don't know about you, dog, but I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and put this disclaimer out there right now. So anybody that listens to this, you already know what's going on. If the Falcons draft Kyle Pitts. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't ask me how I'm feeling. I'm not happy. I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm just not. And it's not because Kyle Pitts is, is, isn't a great player or anything like that. You'd be crazy to say that he's not a great player. And he's, he's, I mean, he's different than – he'll be different than any tight end that's in the league. There's no tight end in the league right now that you put out there as a lineup out there as a number one receiver and feel comfortable having him run the route tree. However, us drafting Kyle Pitts does not answer any of our problems defensively. Now you say, well, drafting Justin Fields doesn't either, but that at least gives us an answer for the future. Kyle Pitts does not answer anything for us in the future as far as he cannot stop anybody on offense because he does not play defense. And he can't really control the game like that because he doesn't have the ball in his hands every down like a quarterback does. The offense would be potent, but we'd be playing in games that the final score would be 63 to 59. And I'm not, and I'm not <laughs> for that. So just letting y'all know right now, Kyle Pitts come up on that screen at number four for Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I wouldn't even feel that bad about it. I, I'd probably be more like upset if they 
get somebody else that ain't even supposed to be up there in the yeah, top I, yeah. Five. It just uh, I don't even you know yeah I don't even wanna yeah we'll, we'll next Thursday. <laughs> Facts, facts, facts. I don't want to work myself. I don't want to work myself up, man. We're a week away. Facts, 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 facts. Man, we we're near to the end of another great episode. Uh, of course, it's, it's that time of the show. Um, man, anything you got to say out to to the to the people out here listening, dude? Yeah. Uh, first things first, man. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to Terrence Clark. And his family. Yes, um, sir. Tragic news, you know, coming out. Uh, he just died earlier, passed away earlier from a uh, car accident. He had just just signed with Clutch Sports, was out there in LA, had just signed with with Clutch Sports and um that uh, passed away in a car accident earlier today, man. So prayers to him, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Um, that's tragic news. That's sad to hear. Nineteen years. I mean, nineteen years old, man. Nineteen years old. So, kind of goes into what I was going to talk about. You know, shout out, shout out to my you know, Lord and Savior, you know, Jesus Christ, and everything for bringing us to another episode, bringing us to today, man. You know, just thankful for life, life in general. Um, you know, shout out to my, all my friends, friends and family everywhere. Just continue, man, to cherish, the, you know, live in the moment, man. Live in the moment. Cherish the moments that you have because, I mean, you, you, I don't know, man. Hearing stuff like that, you know, at 19, man, it's 19. You, I mean, he is just, you know, you just get through playing. You just get through playing. A year of college basketball, get ready to go into the NBA you know, to fulfill, fulfill a dream, and then, you know, this happens. So, just, you know, live in the moment, man. Cherish the moments that you have. Continue to tell your folks that you love them, care about them. We are still in the pandemic. I know people are getting these vaccines and everything, but that does not mean you can walk around here without a mask on, man. Put your mask on. Protect yourself. Protect one another. Um, and that's it, man. That's it. Continue to strive for greatness. Yeah, man, most definitely uh, prayers out to uh, Terrence Clark's family and friends. Um, I know um, that's a that's a tough feeling to have, man, just to, you know, unexpectedly, like, lose a family member, lose a friend. Um, as pretty much as life is getting started, uh, you know, we we can definitely can, can relate to that for sure. So, um Definitely thoughts and prayers out to uh, Terrence Clark's family and, and close friends for sure. Um, same message here as well, man. Always big thanks to, to the man upstairs. Shout out to Mama and Papa Sanders. Shout out to the unofficial third member of the show, Naomi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Happy six months. Happy six months, girl. Oh, you grinning. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man, but uh, yeah, for sure, man. Continue, y'all. Continue to please, please wear these masks out here, dog. Pollen season is crazy. <laughs> we, you know, these uh, getting these vaccines is cool and all. Um, but still protect yourself, especially for the ones who uh, I don't know why you did, but the ones who got the Johnson the Johnson shot. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but you know, that's that's your choice, your preference. We we you know don't 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 get at me, but you know, if they if they couldn't get no baby baby powder right for the babies, what would it make? We ain't gonna get tired. Oh, no, we do it to them, bro. Don't even oh, do Lord. it to them. <laughs> <laughs> don't even do it to them like that. Yeah, let me get back on. Let me get back on the straight and narrow because that's that's another fork. Let me get all right. But yeah, man. Um, for sure, continue to check on your loved ones. Um, continue check on your loved ones, man. Talk to them as much as you can for sure. Um, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, man, follow follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter, uh, the socials for it, uh, Easy Money Sports Podcast, Podcast underscore EMS. Um, like, subscribe to the podcast, um, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, definitely always tune in and listen. Tell your mom them, tell your friends them. Uh, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. No means no. No means no. Saying, uh, summertime's almost here. It's closer than what you think. You know, um, uh, as my girlfriend like to say, "Sun's out, buns out." Sun's <laughs> out, buns out. I'm just playing. She ain't seen. She don't say that. But that's what the women. That's what the women like to say. Sun's out, buns out. Yeah, for my my for the guys out there. I know y'all been in the gym working. Sun out, guns out for sure. You know, we everybody gonna be out here flexing, doing their thing, man. But you know, still at the end of the day, no means no. Sure. Uh man, like I said, just like and subscribe to the podcast, man. Tell a friend, tell your loved ones. And uh man, just keep just keep listening, supporting us. We 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 appreciate the support. Um there's definitely gonna be a podcast next week, pretty much after the draft gets done. So y'all just be be ready for it because we yeah. <laughs> we we already know there's gonna be a lot of reaction. We'll probably have uh I probably try to have the rest of the gang on here and share their thoughts about their squad and how they feel the draft went and everything like that. And um, yeah, man, we just just leave it at that. Once again, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. We out.